Hi, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Ethan. Welcome to We Think It's Cool. So, Alyssa, what do you think is cool? I think fairies are cool, or fae. Um, with that being said, I want to add a little disclaimer. Um, basically, we don't try to... We try to be reliable, but we don't, like... Don't cite us, okay? Fact check us and form your own opinions, and we also apologize for any inaccuracies. Um, and with... God, the the nature of this, it, it's fairies. So true. You know, anything we can, <laughs> you can't be exactly credible with this, whether or not you believe or not. I'm not gonna say which way I'm leaning yet, but you're not gonna find scientific studies on them that we can go cite. So <laughs> we're just gonna try our best here. Yeah, honestly, and I think that's really a big thing here. Like, we have some, like, little things, but, like, okay, if we're using Wikipedia, don't add us, okay? Like, it's Faye. What do you expect? (laughs) But, um, should we just, like, talk about, I wanted to talk about, like, something that could happen to you this week. Okay, okay. Um, so, something that just kind of made my week this week. So, last, last week, one of my math professors went three minutes over the class period. It's the first time he's done it all semester, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to go late. But then he was like, oh, guys, I'm sorry I went late. And then the next class, he was like, all right, someone remind me when it's three minutes before class ends, and we're ending then. I owe you guys time. I was like, that was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> it was so cute, and I I just love that guy for that. that- um, that, that's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of like that. He's like, let me know because you guys like deserve it. I like that. I like that. Um, trying to think of anything really good that happened to me. Um, okay, my um, I have this person randomly text me. Like, you know how um, in some of your college classes you have like group chats. So mm-hmm. I had some one of one of my classmates like individually text me. And they were like, hey, I just wanted to know, like, did you do okay on the t- test? Like, do you need any help? Like, it was actually really kind. I was like, this is, this is nice. Um, I did not need help on the test. I told them I finished. But I thought it was nice of them. The first time they texted me at 1 a.m. And I was like, I don't really want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the second time, they were like, I just wanted to know if you needed any help. Sorry if it was weird. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Be that person for someone straight else. Straight up. Straight up be that person. Um, I wanted to apologize for any mouse sounds you may hear or chair creaking. We got creaky chairs, guys, okay? Oh, yeah. We're just going to have to get used to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There we go. <laughs> I think mine's already, like, gone through some with the creaking, and I know the mouse sounds are going to be happening. Um, just because I'm going to be doing some scrolling. Because um, this is an Alyssa-centric episode, so... Oh, gosh. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess we can segue into it. Uh, Ethan. Yeah. Do you believe in fairies? That is loaded. <laughs> I <laughs> I have never interacted with a fairy. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a fairy that I was aware of. Right. So I am inclined to say that I do not wholeheartedly believe in fairies. However, I am aware that their existence could be possible. So I I am not on the side of like oh I believe they're there and interacting with me. 
fairies, if you're out there, please don't take this as an invitation <laughs> to come ruin my life. <laughs> Maybe we can talk about it and you can prove me wrong. But as of right now, I have no particular reason to believe in them or necessarily say that they're definitely not there. So I can't give a good answer than that. And I have some stuff to talk about related to that uh, toward the end of the episode. Yeah. What about you? Okay, so I kind of do, kind of don't. I know, like like you said, there's really kind of no science to really back it up, which, I mean, some science kind of does always help. But I think, I don't know, I've had this perspective for a while. We've talked about this, like, personally. Like, what if everything is real? <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything is real. And for you guys listening, what I mean is, like, oh, yeah, Zeus. Uh, Persephone, Hades, um, you know, whoever, like all these, all these things are real. Charybdis, you know, like everything is real. Everything. Ghosts, aliens, gods. Demons, angels. Yeah. Like, what if it's just all actually there? And I was like, oh, that's a really, that's like, deep thoughts. That's a chaotic world. (laughs) That is a chaotic world. Well, it makes so much sense to me in a way. Like it's so chaotic. It makes sense. Does that make sense? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I feel like my perspective on it is I feel like if there are some, if there's some elements of truth to these supernatural Mm -hmm. kind of things that we are told or have heard of in mythology, that they're probably different names and stories surrounding similar objects. Well, that's what I think as well, because if there is replication in something, that normally means that there's potentially some truth hidden in it. So like some mythology replicates but like it's different not that it replicates exactly the same idea but it's similar does that make sense like yeah i think so similar backstory yeah i'm I'm waiting for for a lot of these things i think it's it's hard you want to wait for more like concrete proof but stuff like for example like noah's ark and the great flood you find that kind of great flood mythology in a lot of different major religions and stories Mm -hmm. and then here we find out more recently that there's evidence of, like, geological evidence on the Earth that there was a great flood. Right. So then you're more inclined to believe that and think, like, maybe these were stemming from older generations that survived or something like that or went through these experiences. So, um... They made it a I'm on the fence story. about it still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, on, on fairies, I'm on the fence. But I still think we should learn about them, see what's going on. So, all right. The term fairy technically originates from Middle English. Middle Ages fairies were popping, all right? They love fairies in the Middle Ages, but, like, not in the way you would think. Uh, fairies were kind of terrifying to them. Uh, there's kind of, like, this fearmonger aspect from my understanding. But uh, fairy was also borrowed from Old French. Um, it meant the word enchantment in Middle English, in the land of enchantment, or a noun for those who dwelt in fairyland. Also, guys, fairyland is an interesting topic that I can't wait to talk about in this episode. I'm kind of obsessed with fairyland. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Take a trip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So fairies or fae are technically mythical beings, um, and they're noted through actually various different folklore. You can see it in Celtic, Slavic, Germanic, English, and French folklore. There's even... um, mentions in Greek and Roman mythology, so like nymphs, which is something we will talk about later, um, they they take place. So kind of interesting. So specifically um Celtic. You see a lot of um Irish and Scottish folklore. 
surrounding fairies. Particularly, that's where it's the most prominent. Um, so when you learn about fairies, it's typically like, oh, well, they live in a fairy house or like a dune, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So the idea of fairies, however, is formed upon a collection of various different beliefs. So there's no single particular origin. There's the theory like they're devoted angels or demons based on Christian theology. But there's also a pagan beliefs that depict fairies as being spirits of the dead or spirits of nature or precursors to humans, which kind of is where fairyland comes into play, if you get what I mean. Yeah, there was... I did a little bit less research on, on this because it's Alyssa's episode, but <laughs> there are... Like, there was just so many different origins, and ultimately, they just kind of, uh, what I saw, I don't know if you did too, they were just like, we're really not sure where the legend right. comes from. So, I know, Ethan and I have been raving about this person. So, one of our sources, Eric <laughs> yes. Edwards, WordPress, this guy went in, and Eric Edwards, he talked about some of the fate origins, which I'll get into in a minute, um, and I really liked the ideas he presented, um... For providing that because like we said there's no single particular origin that we can pinpoint so a lot of times it's just various different origins that like combo breakered into each other and they made what we know today but also media representation of fairies like in today's world yeah ethan what's up honey bunny uh i also just want to say like it's not like it was just one time period either like it was so many like, there was some saying that there was, like, references to fae-like creatures in Egyptian mythology. Yeah. Which, like, you already said, like, Greek and, and Roman and stuff, so it's mm -hmm. just been... And it's not necessarily that they're always called, like, fae or fairies, but it's, like, similar characteristics that keep popping up. So we kind of have this need to express and talk about these creatures uh, that are usually, like, more... that are smaller and have magical capabilities and mm -hmm. mess with our lives. Right. And... Everyone has kind of had that, I say everyone, like all these ancient societies and stuff have had that kind of in common. They have, they need this uh, scapegoat of right. some kind. Oh my god, this is what I was just about to say. Like, it's like a scapegoat, like, oh, I've had shitty luck today. Oh, well, you know what? It's that fairy that's been hanging out in my house. They gave me the bad luck. Yes. Like, it's kind of stupid, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I guess. You don't want to blame yourself. No one wants to blame themselves, so sure. <laughs> we have to put the blame somewhere. We have to have an explanation for something, whether or not that's magical or even more recently scientific. I'm not saying that there's not credibility behind the science. Like, it, it makes yeah. sense. I'm a fan of the scientific method. But we hate not having an answer or explanation for things. We, like, need to know what's going on, and it can't just be... It just is. There has to be some explanation. Yeah. I feel the same way. Because, like, when you think about it realistically, I'm like, I think myself as a person living in 2022, like, yeah, I want something explained to me. You're saying that the moon goes around the earth. Give me a reason why the moon goes around the earth. Let me know. <laughs> Shout out to next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Low key. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, you can, you can get back to your to your lore and stuff. Just side note. Um, okay. So there's also the thought that um, I found that fairies were not bad enough for hell, but they weren't good enough for heaven, which yeah. I thought was super interesting because it's like, okay, so I'm not good enough to be an angel, but I'm not bad enough to be a demon. So I'm like in this weird in-between. I'm in limbo, mm -hmm. which could be like a representation of the fairy world is it could be like a type of limbo. 
like purgatory. That's what it makes me think about. Not, it sounds like a much more pleasant purgatory though, because when I think yeah. about like purgatory, it's just like pure nothingness, and to, like that sounds like hell. I mean, <laughs> they're me, dancing like, and vibing, so I they're mean... dancing and vibing and ruining people's <laughs> lives occasionally, sometimes helping them. But like I don't know. Yeah, we'll get into the the kind of fey realm or other world, some call it, or uh, fey wild and D and D. There's a lot of different names, but uh, yeah, it's just that in between kind of world, but not Earth. Yeah, right. Um, and I honestly couldn't find too much about Fairyland, um, other than, like, what we'll talk about later. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, continuing forward, uh, I have some notations of, like, where we see fairies in different mythologies. So, for example, Greek mythology, we see nymphs, same in Roman mythology. Um, Arabic mythology, there's genie, okay, or jinns. And then there's also some... Fey um, interactions in indigenous beliefs. So that I thought was interesting. So it expands beyond like common mythology that we may know because not a lot of people know about indigenous mythology or beliefs. So I don't really have any solid examples for that, <laughs> but it was notated that there is belief of some type of fairy or spirit or something. So something I would mention. Um, when we typically think about those, the fairies is just like. Tinkerbell. <laughs> oh, yeah, like Tinkerbell and, or, um, you know, any type of little, the fairy godmother, you know, in Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so fairy lore is particularly prevalent in Ireland, Cornwall, Wales, and Scotland. That's probably where you'll see most talk about fairies. And there's actually people who genuinely wholeheartedly believe in fairies in these areas. Um, and it's really also common in European literature from the Middle Ages. So that's kind of like where I said it stemmed and where it gained its big popularity. Um, That's kind of where it all began and kind of where it hangs out. Ireland in particular and Scotland, I find, have the most theories. um, Because you'll hear a lot about how uh, fairies are in like locks or marshes or, you know, things like that. um, Which we don't really say locks here in America. It's a... (laughs) good old lake <laughs> as soon as you see that word i think every one of us is thinking Loch Ness monster immediately <laughs> oh yeah i know like i see lock and i'm like nessie <laughs> nessie has to be nessie there's has one lock and it has nessie in it actually i was reading into some of the stuff about the fairies and nessie for some people is included in fey mythology which i found oh. interesting because to me nessie is a cryptid like a sea cryptid. I'm gonna be honest here. I think people group a whole hell of a lot of things into Fae. True. Literally, <laughs> I can't explain it. it. Like. It goes to Fae. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're gonna kind of transition briefly into um, Fae Origins. Ethan, did you have stuff you want to add to like anything I've said so far? No, I don't think so. I mean, the origins are still so foggy but yeah like there this, this guy explained in the wordpress like 15 different things i think i got his the, four main theories okay yeah shout out to yeah. eric edwards again eric edwards pop-off king um <laughs> okay so there are four he considers there to be four main theories of origin so the first one is folk memories of earlier people conquered by present inhabitants um also it could be hidden or lurking um, remnants of previous populations or defeated or replaced people who prey upon uh, 
who prey upon those nighttime, so like nighttime raids, um, which gives them a supernatural reputation. That one's very interesting. He, weird. he picked some weird wording. I was like, yeah. how am I supposed to make this in English? But <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't um, English, for the record. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the second one is degenerated deities of heroes reduced to low importance. That one. I find it very so interesting. Cool. Yeah, that one is a great theory. I've had a lot of, I've heard a lot of um, theories that, um, so like in Celtic uh, beliefs. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone watching? Um, they're like a separate race. They are so they're like a race of gods and goddesses. Like that's kind of what they're equivalent to. Um, which I mean, it's. So, like, the Morgan, for example. There was a lot of references to the Morgan. And people... Some people think the Lady of the Lake is the Morgan. Ooh. Yeah. It's an, an interesting theory, but the Morgan does take a lot of... Um, she has, like, a reputation in fae mythology. Um, I guess Celtic mythology kind of intertwines with fae mythology, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so when they're saying, like, the fae or type of god or goddess, it makes sense why, like, for anyone that doesn't know anything about Celtic mythology, the Morgan is a pretty decent... She's a big deal. Yeah, she's a pretty big deal, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe in the future we'll do an episode on Celtic mythology, but the Morgan, whoo, she, she's mama. Um, but yeah, they, they're, uh, she takes a lot of, um, they use her to explain some things. It's like a higher being. So, like, when you think of Shakespeare and you think of Titania, well, that's, like, the Morgan in a way. Does that make sense? I think it does, yeah. And the Morgan also has a lot of that, like, that dual nature of, like, maybe she'll ruin your life, maybe she'll bring something <laughs> good to your fate. So it kind of makes sense that she's with the, the yeah. fate kind of things. To my understanding, anyway, that's on my own research what I found is she's a unpredictable... Well, and that's kind of what Faye are. Faye are completely right. unpredictable. Yeah. Um, they can decide to be the sweetest things you've ever met, or they can decide, hmm, I actually hate you today. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> um, okay, so the third um, theory that Eric Edwards presented is that they're personifications of nature spirits originating in animistic beliefs. So, which is a, another good theory because um, Faye are represented as nature. Um, mm. so that can make sense. It, it could be personified. Um, we tend to personify things as people to make them more relatable to us. So like we see a falling leaves. Oh, that could be a, a pixie, you know, like, right. yeah, like it, we're, we're weird. Um, but yeah, all the, all the like ideas kind of got personified into like Greek gods and goddesses and stuff. So yeah. So you just kind of, and the whole nature spirits thing is kind of just an all encompassing, like, oh, they're just vibing all around us all the time. Yeah. So. Like I think dryads are like essentially trees. So they're bound to their trees. They just got, they yeah. just, yeah, they're, their human counterpart to a tree. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, okay, so it could be like the personification of a tree, which is weird to say out loud. But that's, <laughs> honestly, guys, it sounds crazy, but that's how people work. People, like, it, not that all people work like that, but definitely in the Middle Ages, we were like, we gotta make this seem more relatable. We gotta man make this man. relate to us. <laughs> we're number yeah, one here. Moon, you got faces and trees. You got, 
We, we yeah. love seeing shapes and clouds, too, and nebulas. We just love finding these things that make sense to us. I mean, think about constellations. Constellations, mm-hmm. we technically personify it. I mean, in actuality, it's just a bunch of stars. Random <laughs> stars, yeah. Yeah, like, like Orion's Belt, Orion, like, you know, Sagittarius, mm-hmm. uh, Capricorn, like, all these, all these uh, beliefs we have. Anyway. Off topic. <laughs> kind of. Um, and then the fourth uh, th- uh, theory he has is ancestral spirits of the dead or the dead themselves. And I can kind of vibe with that one. That one seems like a pretty good explanation. That's the one I think that Christians tended toward when they, when Fae were a big part of Christian mythology, too. Because right. it seemed like they were going toward like the dead being fae so i guess really they'd just kind of be like ghosts and spirits are fae so yeah combines those the fifth uh fifth origin story is they're aliens i'll talk about that later (laughs) they're aliens (laughs) i'm just saying it's possible yeah hear me out they're aliens that's all literally aliens can be an explanation for anything and i vibe yes that's our (laughs) our modern scapegoat our modern scapegoat is aliens (laughs) It don't make sense, aliens. Not the opposite political party. It's aliens. That person went missing. Aliens. Abduction. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that's what I really had on the origins. Um, you feeling good? Do you have anything you want to add? Which one? If you had to side with one of them, what are you on? I am on personification of nature and um, ancestral spirits. I feel like I'm on either the nature or the, uh, I really, I'm not, I'm not saying I really think this, but I think the like long lost heroes faded in importance is really cool. I like that but one. But probably, I like the nature thing. I just don't know how they would be that personified. Like every little thing would be that, but. They gave them personality. Yeah. That's not really for me to understand, I suppose. They had a I lot of time on their hands. If they're real, I go with the little chaotic nature, nature spirit. Nature spirits. Thank you. <laughs> we speak it a good English here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not going to be the last um, time. So I want to get into some like descriptions, types, and characteristics. So from what I found, there was three different types, but I only notated two because those were the main types that are talked about. So there's trooping fairies, fairies that travel in large groups. Um, they like to dance. They like to party. They like to have festivals. Um, they're fun loving and always looking for entertainment. These are like also Coachella fairies. Yeah. Also, this is my mention to the Sealy Court. Uh typically trooping fairies are part of the Sealy Court. So Yeah. A quick note. The Sealy Court in kind of mythology and fantasy and like literature, Sealy Court are the more good natured fairies, still might ruin your life a little bit, but they're yeah. more inclined to be okay with humans sometimes. Unsealy Court they want to ruin your shit, okay? They <laughs> give you diarrhea, steal your cat, and throw you out onto the curb all in one fall swoop, okay? And they don't feel bad. <laughs> no, it's fun. They literally give zero fucks. They're like, hmm, yeah, I just ruined your life, but I'm having a good day now. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Okay, and then there's solitary fairies, and these are lone fairies that really don't have any interest in human affairs. Um, but... The interesting thing about them is they're believed to be keepers of n- wisdom and knowledge. So they kind of like, yeah, I don't want to interact with you, but I hold the knowledge of the universe. So me as a fairy. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Um, so some characteristics that I can know. Um, 
fairies tend to be very whimsical. They can be mischievous. They really, uh, they got a personality. They got attitude, okay? Fairies <laughs> will give you so much attitude, and they just don't care. Like, you piss them off. It's like, hmm, looks like you're going to lose your car keys today. Guys, think it, huskies are the only dog breed that are fairies? Yes. Okay. That's <laughs> um, yeah, guys, next time you lose your car keys, it could be brownies. You could have pissed off your brownie. Ever think about that? We'll get into what brownies that, are, but it could have you could have pissed off your brownie. That's something that I'm like I want to talk about when we get into like fairy magic and the people who are like practitioners of fairy witchcraft. Yeah, this will be like yeah. Sometimes my like, stuff just goes missing, and I think that, and like I just know that the fairies are either like messing with me or they'll return it eventually. And then I'm like, you can't deny the possibility, right? Right. That you just lost your keys. I mean. Okay, this is going to sound crazy, but, like, sometimes, like, I have stuff that, like, just shows up in random spots. I didn't leave it. For example, granted, I have cats, okay? I get it. I got cats. But I had, like, a slipper sock, and for some reason, mind you, my cats don't play with those, so I found it in my bathtub, and I was like, um, how did this guy here? I'm like, either A, got a ghost, B, I did something while I was sleeping, C, uh, I pissed off a fairy somewhere in my life, <laughs> or D, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that would even be from pissing off a fairy. That's probably just like a fun thing. Like, if you piss them off. They're I'm like, ooh, let me steal that, that slipper sock. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm just saying, like, there is absolutely the po- possibility that there's an explanation for it. Like, yeah. the cat did it. You did it in your sleep. You dropped it. There's things like that. I and dropped I it in the bathtub, things... bitch. If you were carrying, like, a few pieces <laughs> of clothing and were just leaving, like, the room or something, I don't know. You could have been having a It was laying in the middle of the socks. bathtub, like, perfectly. Bro, I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't I was examining there. this crime scene. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying these things are possible and we should not ignore those True. and then like but then people with like some of the fairy witches with cats they'll be like well i you know i know like my cat pushed it over but cats and fairies are pretty like well linked so they're like communicating <laughs> like a fairy told my cat to do it i'm like how like maybe maybe you're right maybe of course it's possible or maybe we needed to do like just a little bit more warm-up before that stretch <laughs> It makes me think of this anime I watched. It has relevance, I promise. And it actually is about a fairy. She's a fairy doctor. And she has a cat that can speak and is actually a fairy. (laughs) So it's not entirely impossible. But the little depictions of brownies were so cute. (laughs) I don't think they're very cute. But they were very cute in that anime. So who knows? Um, Okay, uh... Also, Faye can be uh, good or evil. Um, they can be very nice to you. Um, they can decide, hmm, I'm going to be, like, nice, I guess, today and, like, give you a good day. Or they can be like, hmm, no, time to just be mean. Like, straight up. They, they're they very, um, from what I read, fairies are very easy to, like, offend. Yes. They are very easily offended. They are sensitive beings. And they get very upset over very small things. So, like, you were slightly disrespectful. Done. Game over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have, like, a little, like, list of some things as to why some people perceive fairies to be evil. I just want to note, like, 
I kind of feel like fairies are in that middle ground. Like, they're not good or evil because they're, like, they're chaotic neutrals. Does that make sense? They can be oh, good yeah, or evil. Yeah, it does because I play hella D&D and that's an <laughs> alignment in D&D and usually it's, they're just chaotic. Yeah. That's the thing. They're chaotic. Like, I don't think it's... I don't think it's so, so simple as, like, they're good sometimes and evil sometimes. Like, we have a black and white morality, and we have this yeah. understanding of our morality. They're on, like, blue and orange. They don't, <laughs> it's not the same. They're so it's seeing not, different it's, shit. It's, it's different. It's it's just completely different. They're not going to think about things the same way, so. um, We can't understand it. Let's see. I did know, again, Irish mythology, fairies were magical creatures that belong to a supernatural race of gods and goddesses. We talked about that. Um, okay, so this is how they're typically described. Um, fairies are normally depicted as beautiful or handsome, depending on which, you know, adjective you want to go with. And they <laughs> lead lives similarly to humans, except fairies do live longer. That's something that was noted quite a bit. Um, fairies Did are... it say longer or immortal? They said longer. They didn't say they were immortal. Mm, they said okay. that they do die eventually. Okay. But I feel like... Okay, Maybe this is my romanticization of, like, fairies. Um, when I read about, like, a book with a fairy character, I love me some fantasy, so fae characters, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, yeah, I'm, like, a thousand years old, and I'll just die when I want to. Like Casual. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I wish that's how I decided things in life. When I'm done, I'm done. But I can live for a thousand years and be like... I'm still going. I got stuff I gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> I Imagine. there's a reason I consistently play elves in D and D. Oh yeah, they're like the longest living ones, and they're just like casually just mention they're 200 years old and look 24. <laughs> right, exactly. It's it's very interesting. Um, okay, so they are also considered to have no souls. So when they do die, they just kind of disappear into the cosmos. I hate that. I hate that one. <laughs> I hate that one. They perish is how it was described. I don't like they that. perish? What, did they become <gasps> ash? <laughs> oh my gosh. They just they perish. They just cease. Yeah, and simply perish after death. That's what I wrote. Um, so fairies look similar to humans in some instances. They can be the same size as humans, maybe larger or smaller. Um, I think like the smallest they said is like three inches which I was like oh <laughs> Tinkerbell <laughs> Tinkerbell is like three inches right? yeah yeah um there's also depictions of fae and human marriage um interestingly though those marriages were very um tumultuous uh, they were not good for the for the human, from what I read. No. They were, like, a bad deal. Yeah, so say it didn't work out, normally the human would die. So that made yeah. fae human marriages very deadly. Um, also, fae live longer. So it sucks to be them. You get to watch right, them like, die. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks to be them. It sucks to be them. Yeah, you're my ninth husband, sweetie, but, like, I love you the most <laughs> until I meet the next I one. I love you so much more than the others. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. My God. Um, so, and as we stated, fairies are also thought to inhabit fairyland. Um, I kind of wanted to segue that into... Um, fairyland itself so there's a lot of kidnapping 
right? <laughs> fairies, fairies like to kidnap uh, adults. You can't say that casually. <laughs> adults and children, they are into that. <laughs> um, so I found a correlation though to Greek mythology. Um, it's the story of Persephone and Hades. So I was reading about this. So say a fairy kidnaps a human. So a human child or not and they consume food or drink, technically they're not allowed to return to the human plane. They are now hanging out in fairyland for life. Which could be good or bad, depending on your circumstances. But if you're likely kidnapped, it's probably bad. It's probably bad. <laughs> it's probably bad. <laughs> um, so fairyland is mainly from English and Scottish folk- folklore. We're kind of moving on to that. Did you have anything you want to say about the characteristics before I go, to- go forward? There's just a lot of different kinds, so I think it, it's really hard to put one kind of... Right. Like, you can go Google Tinkerbell if you're curious of what a pixie <laughs> like, looks like. Yeah. But you... just know that that's the one kind, and there are there are many different kinds, and we can talk a little bit more about the kinds later, because I thought there was some... There was a couple, couple, like, interesting things that I found, but it's not like it's so simple as... They are little creatures with wings. No, they're they're little assholes for the most part. With wings, yeah. With wings, yeah. Yeah, it's very distinct. That was a very interesting mental image. <laughs> I see one behind you. Careful what you Woo! say. <laughs> um, okay, so Fairyland stems mainly from English and Scottish folklore. And basically, Fairyland houses the fae. And there are some references more so I found in Shakespearean uh, work. That's kind of where Fairyland grew. Some of its origins is from Shakespeare's work. So, um, Midsummer and whatnot. Um, what is it called? Midsummer's Dream? Is that what it's called? Or Midsummer Night? Midsummer Night's Dream? Something Midsummer like Dream. that. Yeah, Something like that. Yeah. We With the Tanya Oberon puck. You know, you know what it is. Y- you guys got it. <laughs> I didn't read it. <laughs> I, I didn't read it either. Macbeth and, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, those are got down. And Julius Caesar, I read. Oh, I did not do that one. It was not that good. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Um, and so Fairyland is technically underground, is what it's described as. So when we talk about fairy hills, because fairies are described to live in hills and underneath things and caves a lot of times... Fairyland's underground, which it kind of makes it seem like hell. It's a layer of hell. It's the upper layer of hell. It's the upper layer of hell. I've had a lot, I've seen a lot of different descriptions of Fairyland. So there's one that's kind of like it's caves and underground, which uh, for any D&D nerds out there is a parallel to the Underdark, which happens to be that there are dark elves and deep gnomes and redcaps and mushroom people and stuff there. And then there's also the Feywild, which is, I've seen that I think that they, which is really where the Fey are, and I think that they took from some mythology there because I saw it kind of described as sort of like a parallel dimension to ours, like mm-hmm. in the same region, but just like, it's kind of like a veil that needs to be crossed, basically. Right. It's just this mirror image, and everything's just kind of whimsical and amplified and just a lot. They turn there. the colors, <laughs> so. the vibrancy on like 100. Yeah, it's just a contrast all yeah. the way. I like that theory, though, because, I mean, in a lot of, like, literature I've read, literature like unsophisticated books, novels, whatever, um, normally when they talk about, like, a type of fairyland, basically, 
what we're saying. Rather than it being underground, it's normally like another dimension or like a parallel yeah. world. Which I kind of like that more than saying, oh, well, the fairies live in the ground. Like, what? <laughs> I feel like they wouldn't love it there. No, they would probably want to hang out on Earth, like on the surface. They'd probably be like, hmm. These like kind of like free chaotic spirits. It doesn't seem like... I feel like they might have claustrophobia. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fae and I haven't met one, but from what I've, it's describing, it's just like, they probably don't want to be like in a little coffin like a vampire. Right. No, I mean, who would? Like... Vampires. I mean, I guess. I mean, if I was a vampire, I'd want to lay in my bed. They have claustrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so I hope that's a word. Rather than, like, I mean, my perception of Fairyland, I rather just view it as, like, oh, it's a veil you have to cross. You go into the forest and cross the veil, and now you are in Fairyland. Yeah, but don't do it. Don't do it. They're not very nice to humans. <laughs> no. Speaking of, let's move into fade types. And speaking of not being nice to humans, let's Bugards? talk about changelings. Oh, changeling. Okay, okay, okay. Not being nice to humans. Um, all right. So changelings. I think some people will know about changelings, some people not. Um, it's very prominent in Celtic like mythology. And um, so Irish and Scotland, very prominent there. And it's actually been having more depictions in modern media. So, like, if you've seen Outlander, there's a depiction of a changeling and, like, what would happen. Um, which, obviously, to us, we're like, that's fucked up. Like, that's not okay. Um, so let me just describe what changelings are and what kind of happens. Essentially, changelings are the most, like, major interaction between humans and fae. Like, this is their number one. Um, changelings are normally described as sickly, deformed fairy infants that are substituted with a human infant. So, what I'm saying is, the fae steal the human baby and they give them their nasty little deformed fairy baby. Essentially. Just so sad, really, for the, right. the changeling. Right, so changelings... Oh, and the parents of the child that got kidnapped. I mean, of course! (laughs) That's Um, a given. Changelings can be identified by being old, ugly, having minimal growth, or having advanced intelligence. Um, It's mainly thought, however, to exist, like the story of changelings is thought to exist to the rise of uh, Christianity and the beliefs of demonic possession. That's mainly the reason why. So, the Fae took the blame and were told... uh, and we're told that uh, the Fae... So, okay. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. That sentence was not correct. The Fae took the blame, right? And people were told that the Fae will prey on unbaptized babies. Fear-mongering. We love it. Yeah. Good old good old fear-mongering in early religion. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, we're not hating on religion. We're just talking about what this fear-mongering no, I'm not, was. I'm, I'm just saying, but that we is... We appreciate all religions yes. here. <laughs> yes, we do. I just wanted to clarify that, because sometimes I feel like it seems like we're hating. We're not. Um, so, changelings could have... There's some stories of changelings. I know... The idea of changelings let people get away with a lot of garbage. Okay? <laughs> there was a story of a man who thought his wife was a changeling... And long story short, short, um, he eventually killed his wife. Uh, Uh He burned her alive. 
because he thought she was a changeling. Um, Because she was just going through something, okay? She was just feeling some type of way. And he was like, that's not my Yeah, I definitely follow that logic for sure. So... Makes complete sense. People who maybe had, like, mental disabilities um, back in time, back in time, in the past, could have been confused for being a changeling. That's interesting. Later on, they might be, like considered a witch and then there's the same treatment and then you can still get away with literal murder for calling someone a witch so yeah well that was just it like say your wife pissed you off Hmm, my witch is my my witch is a wife my witch is a wife (laughs) my wife has been practicing witchcraft let's go burn her at the stake or drown her or do whatever we do here it's crazy naturally i mean like think about salem like oh that can be a whole episode on its that's own. A, yeah that we're gonna do <laughs> that's later. a whole episode on its own all right moving forward we have what we've mentioned a few times we have brownies um i just i think brownies in theory in my opinion are cute um to give like a good like idea what a brownie is um assuming most of you guys have seen harry potter well the house elves are similar to brownies except don't get brownies clothing Okay, that's rude. Do not give Dobby a sock. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> but or put it in your bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, put it in the bathtub. Uh, <laughs> brownies are a household fay, and they take place mainly in English and Scottish mythology. Typically, they're depicted as being short with pointy ears. Um, they're incredibly hardworking and are believed to live in homes and barns. They clean and rearrange rooms, and they are expected to be rewarded with food and drink. So they like cream, sweets. You know, I'm cleaning your house. Give me something good. They're not asking for much. So when you don't... Huh? Sweets is the big one, apparently, that I've seen. Yes. Honey. Honey's big. They love honey. They love it. (laughs) And most brownies love sweets, period. It's like sweets, cream, milk. Um... So when you don't reward them, all right, so say the brownie's upset, say they rearranged your room and you're like, I don't like this. I'm not giving this brownie anything. Well, <laughs> now they're angry. They're going to destroy your home. <laughs> they, uh, they destroy homes or uh, they act mischievously. So they may decide to um, steal your car keys or, you know, turn your, you know, table upside down because they're angry, you know, um, which leads into Ethan. You wanted to talk about boggarts? Yeah. Okay. So boggarts, there's a few, like, I guess there's a couple different explanations of their origin, but the one that I found is that boggarts uh, are generally thought to be a brownie turned bad. Yeah. So, like, you really, if they've been, they've just really been through it. Literally, like, if they're, like, Dobby, <laughs> they, he's been through it. <laughs> So there was that other house Creature. elf that I can't remember the name of. Creature. Who just got real grumpy. Creature. I think like that. Oh, his name is Creature? Creature was, um, I just recently recently watched Harry Potter, guys. Okay. Uh, Creature was uh, Sirius Black's uh, oh. house elf. Why would they name him Creature? Because he's oh got a... Gosh. He, <laughs> his name. That's so mean. <laughs> okay, but yeah, like, think that dialed up to 11. Like, you really start to piss him off. Now they're just a... More a, a darker fae. They're just out to ruin your shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, in the Spiderwick Chronicles, I don't know if you've seen that, that actually involves mm-hmm. like a lot of like ideas of fae. Um, there is like a brownie that turns into a bogger because he's upset and he loves honey. He literally drinks that shit <laughs> like it's <laughs> water. He loves honey. 
Um, but yeah, so when he's like upset or like something doesn't go his way, he turns into a bogger. So yeah, that is definitely, I didn't see anything about that particularly on what the website I use, which is, um, the peculiar brunette. Good for her. (laughs) (laughs) She's quirky. Quirky. Um, I just thought of something. Gremlins. Oh yeah, gremlins. Think about like that. Maybe maybe it's sort of like that transformation. You know, yeah. they go from these cute things into boggarts. I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. I'm just like drawing a parallel. Yeah. Well, that I mean, they yeah. Remind me. Um. Then we have a. This one is very interesting to me. Kelpies. Ooh. Kelpies are little assholes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A lot of fairies are little assholes, but kelpies particularly are little assholes. Um. And so they take shape of a horse, okay? And they're known to reside in Scotland's locks and rivers. Basically, Kelpie's whole, like, thing is, hey, I'm a lonely little horse. Come uh, hop on my back for a ride. And then they take you down and they basically drown you. End of story. (laughs) I think sometimes they may eat you, depending on where you hear it from. They may eat you, except for, like, your liver or something like that. Um, So... Yeah, what I read is that they're thought to be cannibalistic and carnivorous. Although, yes. if they're cannibalistic, do they eat other Kelpies, or does that just mean that they eat humans? Because that doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't make sense to me. But, <laughs> yeah, some people think uh, that the Lactus Monster is a Kelpie, apparently. Ooh, Nessie That's, back again with revenge. Yeah, Nessie back. Um, they also, I read something that male Kelpies are thought to be shapeshifters. They can turn into handsome men to lure young women into the water and either trap them or consume them. And I'm like, wait, so they're like the male sirens, kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind of, yes. So, but then I'm like thinking, that got me thinking another thing, is someone was saying like merfolk can be like considered fae. So maybe yes. the whole idea of, of mermaids and sirens are just, maybe they're fae. Well, they're kind of like. So, like, what I understand from like Greek mythology, sirens are like a type of bird, right? So many different descriptions. There's, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there's a lot of different descriptions. Um, I've seen them depicted as a type of bird, like bird female esque thing, rather than Mm. being like what we think of, like oh, a naked woman sitting on a rock. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, they're, like, Kelpies are basically, like, the male siren. And, but they want to eat you. They're real bad, like, nasty. But then some were saying, like, sometimes merfolk will be, there's, like, tales of them luring ships to their, and sailors <clears> to their <throat> grave, and then maybe they'll, like, help drowning people. It's, like, there's always this thing where it's, like, is, like, they decide to be coin. nice today. It's, like, mm, you're drowning? I guess I'll help. Yeah. You're gonna owe me later. Oh, yeah. It's all transactional. It, oh, yeah. Later. It is all transactional, guys. There is nothing for free in the Fae universe. They help mm. you expect to be paying back. <laughs> yeah. It is never for free. It's never out of the kindness of their heart. I can tell you that much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say the anime I watched, it had a depiction of Kelpies, and it was a male, and he could take horse or male form. Um, handsome male. Um, but yeah, he kept talking about how he wanted to eat this guy. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, uh, right. he, he was all for it. Um, the last one I really wanted to talk about was the nymphs because we see nymphs throughout, um, various types of mythology. So I think they're kind of important a little bit. I have some other types of fae if we want to get a little more into that as well. Um, Basically, nymphs are nature spirits, and they're normally depicted as beautiful women. Um, 
they take up a part of Greek and Roman mythology and it's can be found all over the world. That's the really interesting thing here. Most um, Fae from what I've read, like I said, since most of it's Irish, Scottish, English, they reside in those kind of like specific areas. But there can be like um, sea nymphs, right? So um, Calypso. Calypso is technically a nymph. She's one of the more famous nymphs that we know about. Mm. Um, most of them prefer like forest, woodlands, or grasslands. And then some of them prefer bodies of water. Um, they're also viewed as the companions to gods and goddesses. So I think Zeus slept with a few names, if I'm correct. Probably more than a few. <laughs> Probably more than a few. I think Poseidon got around as well. <laughs> yeah, with the sea ones. So, that was, like, my main types I had. There's more we can talk about as well. Uh, do you have anything you want to say? I don't think we need to get into, like, a ton of them, because there really are a lot of different kinds, but... Like, one, like, like there's banshees, leprechauns, gnomes, like, those are all considered fae, too. But there's also, like, elves are considered fae. Yeah. And I read something, um, like, I just want to reiterate, there are a lot of people who really still do believe that these exist. Yeah, one, wholeheartedly. One of the, like, there's, I guess, a place in Iceland where many of the caves there are actually protected by the government because the majority of the population believes the elves still live in there. And I'm like, that's That is crazy. wild. I did <laughs> not know that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, um, so I want to go. <laughs> I was going to mention, um, so I read quite a bit in my research. Um, there is some relation to Fae in Arthurian mythology, technically. Oh, yeah. So Lady of the Lake is believed to be a magical fairy though she's depicted as being like something else normally um i have a little thing here that says from the peculiar brunette by the way sources uh, <laughs> a lady of the lake is a magical water fairy or enchantress who lives in lakes and ponds basically they keep watch over the ponds and maintain their purity um in Arthurian arthurian legend she's a fairy queen um, that brings Arthur's injured body to Avalon, right? But Lady of the Lake is also thought to be a representation of Morgan. Um, so that was my thing. Um, some say she's stunning but evil. Lady on the Lake, uh, let's see. She can be found, moonlit night she can be found in waterfalls. And any mortal who sees her will suffer great tragedy and sorrow. So she is, she's got, she's got a personality, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was my little bit there. Uh, that was what I found about the Morgan. But Arthurian mythology does pull up a lot in Fae mythology as well. Because Fae are thought to, like, take place in that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's the same, like, region, kind of. So those myths are going to keep yeah. going through the generations in that Arthurian is English, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it makes sense. I think. <laughs> I th yeah, I think. Uh, fairies being evil. All right, this was a really, really big one that I wanted to talk about. There's, like, a few reasons why we consider them to be evil. Um, honestly, fairies, for the most part, are kind of evil, in my opinion. That's my opinion on it. Um, they drown humans. 
<laughs> they steal and enchant brides. They like to steal children. Uh, they like to steal mothers. Uh, they give away human souls and they murder innocents. Those are just a few of their terrible nefarious acts. <laughs> I mean, like, here's the thing. This is going to sound like psychotic. It's terrible to us. To them, it's not. Yeah. It's a- so by our standards, maybe yeah, maybe we shouldn't mess around. Even though the mean some may help, but like it's just it's totally different to them. Right, and I mean to us, we're like these are all terrible things, but to them, it's like stealing mothers. Like- yeah, like they would steal mothers for like um, basically being a wet nurse. So yeah, they like human milk. I kept reading that they like <laughs> human breast milk. What is that about? Why do they all have this kink? Well, they're like, let's go steal some moms so we can get the human breast milk <laughs> for like my baby. So, and then so stealing specific. children relates to like changelings. They they did like to yeah. steal children. Like that was their thing. Um, they did enslave humans. That was a really big thing as well. So they would steal these humans and then they would essentially mm-hmm. enslave them. Um, which... Yeah, this is your ticket to fairyland, is being a slave. Yeah, fun time, guys. Maybe if you're lucky, <laughs> a fairy will fall in love with you and it won't be so bad. Maybe. But they... You, you're human, game over. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, do you want to talk about fairy magic etiquette? Oh my god, yes. Tell me about fairy magic etiquette. Okay, so I stumbled upon the witch community of YouTube and (laughs) can never go back because these people are so fun to watch. Okay. I don't know if I believe in it or not. Right. I haven't experienced any of it and everything so far that they've described seems like it could have an explanation. I'm going to throw that out there. Please, witches, don't be offended. I don't want you to deny the fact that there are, you know that you're, you're under scrutiny, right? Like that, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that if you're doing this stuff, you know it's not, like, a thing that's trusted by the masses. However, I'm not saying it's not there. I haven't experienced it. Much like fairies don't ruin my life, please. Um, <laughs> because maybe it's a great time. You seem to be having a good time. But they so wholeheartedly believe in it. Much yeah. like the, the people who believe in, like, the like Celtic mythology. It's, like, their life. And so it's kind of infectious. Yeah. You know, learning about this kind of stuff. And it's it's interesting. But... I just wanted to share some of the things that I've learned about the etiquette you're supposed to follow with fairies as to not, or as to diminish your chances of getting your life ruined by a fae. Um, one, never accept a fairy gift. It's all <laughs> transactional. It is it's all, all transactional. <laughs> if you think they're just trying to be nice, then you owe them. They now, don't give like, gifts, guys. Period. <laughs> right. So I'm like, so if you just find something that you don't recognize, you're just supposed to leave it there? I don't know. I don't know. That's like, or maybe, or you can kind of, I guess you can get something in return, like get a little bottle of honey and just be like, here you go, and then it's fine. <laughs> I don't really know. But gifts, everything transactional and deals are, you know, deals are a, a super thing, just like demons and devils and stuff. Like, you, those deals are concrete and they last. <laughs> Which, um, by the way, future episode, demons. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Similarly, do not eat or drink anything they offer. Yep. Um, Apparently, it's a big part of their mythology. If you eat or drink, then you kind of can get sucked into fairyland, and we've already talked about how that might not be a then good thing. Then you get thing. trapped. You might just be stuck there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and 
all along the same lines don't follow any music like well, you don't if you start hearing music in in the wild with no like source or anything don't follow it if you see a fairy ring don't step into it i'm really tempted to step into a fairy ring i'm really not gonna lie to you. if i see one when i'm with you like i'm it's gonna <laughs> you might have to pull me back because i'm really interested that was something i forgot I really to talk about was uh fairy rings because that was something i was like reading about fairy rings are kind of dangerous yeah, apparently, yeah, you can just, it's like a little, <laughs> a little black hole, you yeah. suck into the fairy like portal. That's how, not that that's how black holes work, uh, maybe future episode. Um, black holes But yeah, are... it's a little portal. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have so much knowledge on black holes. <laughs> That'll be a more scientific episode, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a great one. Um, don't tell them your full name. True names, uh, probably gonna apply to Dean's angels and everything supernatural. You've heard this many times, mm-hmm. apparently, like that. You just you hide things if you have documents with your full name. Maybe don't leave it out. Like that's what they were saying. Yeah. This is all again. These my sources that are was, various YouTube okay, videos of witches. That's something I in like books I've read. Even though this seems crazy, like so a lot of times when it's a fairy character, they don't give their full name. They'll go by like a different name. So like for example, mm-hmm. like say they'll name themselves like alchemist. Or, like, alchemy or something like that, but not that's not their actual name. That's just, like, them protecting themselves because, like, knowing names is, like, deadly. Like, you can, like, yeah. you can kill someone if you know their name. Right. So. Apparently, give nicknames when you can. Don't give a fake name, though. Like, lying is also a bad idea. So <laughs> they apparently take great pride in the ability to manipulate words, but they don't from what I, okay okay this is something i'm like how do we know that they aren't just lying but apparently they're like they don't lie they just twist words but they never lie i'm like how do you yeah. know that well it's like i don't know when you make a deal like um when you say like oh i want to be king okay that's a very vague thing okay i'll make you king and but what the way they go about making you king is not how you would go about making yourself king you know yeah. like so it's kind of like that um it's like, oh, well, you said you wanted to be free, so I technically freed you. Like, say your your hands are tied. Well, you said you wanted to be free of your restraints, so I did that. But you're not entirely free. You're still hanging out with me. Yeah. And you gotta be, yeah, clear. Yeah. You have consistent. to be super concise. <laughs> you have to be yeah. super clear about what you want. This goes, like, with demons and angels as well, which I will get into, guys. Um, that's a future episode I would love to do. Um... But, uh, yeah, you have to be super concise with what you say and, like, how you make your demands and deals because they can warp it. Like, that's a really big thing. You have to say exactly what you want and you can't be vague. You know, now that I'm reading through these rules again in this very moment, it all just kind of seems like a set of rules for making, like, business deals. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, in in the real world. But here's the thing. Like, people could do the same thing to you. It's not just, like, they. We say, like, fairy demons angels have this like higher sense of intelligence than us like than we do as humans but like in actuality like a human could like technically we do this to each other yeah like we do do this to each other like we warp parts of deals like well you didn't specify that i couldn't do so and so you know like if you don't specify it then like it's fair game or there's always Mm -hmm. like a loophole i think that's a really big thing there's always a loophole yeah and uh uh if you take your case for fraud or like deceptive <laughs> kind of stuff probably not going to go well with a supernatural being doesn't give a Mm-mm. shit about your morals nope um so but also again this just seems like normal like things to do be very polite and considerate but 
for Faye apparently don't say thank you. You should never say thank you. It's a sign of weakness. It's it's offensive <laughs> to them because it, it feels like the conclusion. It's for two two reasons apparently. One, it feels like the conclusion to like a deal, like you they owed you something. Mm-hmm. In which case, like if they were just trying to like just do something and you make it seem like oh thank you, like this was just part of our deal. But like I didn't need to do that for you, so it could piss them off. Or, <laughs> or it's just meaningless to them it's like how we because we say thank you for everything all the time yeah or like how we say like i love you and like it's just thrown around right or i'm like, sorry you think when i say i love you to you that i mean it no just kidding <laughs> um <laughs> i hate you so so show appreciation in other ways action in particular yes like do what you're supposed to take care of uh, nature maybe do that anyway guys let's just straight up side note again like these just seem like Normal rules let's save our earth here yeah let's let's pick it up um and then the last one was just don't mention if you have a newborn or someone you know has a newborn oh no they're gonna the be like who fair game fair game <laughs> yeah you'd be like i'm gonna i'm moving out i need to go visit someone else <laughs> <laughs> they love the newborns i'm telling you they want those yeah, babies they do. um so that's all i have on the etiquette uh Take it or leave it, if you feel like it. (laughs) And then the last thing that I had to talk about, if you don't have anything else, was the possibilities for explanations here. Yeah, no, I do not really have anything else other than, like, stuff I've already talked about, which is Shakespeare stuff. Like, I feel like Shakespeare gave us, like, a really big... Like, it gives us our modern perception of what we view as fairies when you think of, like, Titania and Oberon and whatnot. Um, He kind of romanticizes the ideas of fairies. So, in modern culture, when we think about fairies, we think about, like, um, like, good, good beings who are, like, cute and tiny and, like, oh, like, they maybe they get a little fairy godmothers. Yeah, like, nothing, nothing terrible, per se, but, uh, that's because of our false perceptions, not entirely based on fact. Um. Yeah. Which, I mean, Shakespeare, I mean, given the time, you know, he was just flying by the seat of his pants you know <laughs> right yeah that's our yeah our ideas of it really just come from that mm-hmm. um, so the possibilities for explanations here now we're switching into more of a scientific territory i think oh, okay, okay okay well after number one we are the first possibility is they're real <laughs> yeah <laughs> um they're either either they're nature spirits or deceased creatures and ghosts or they're real and not what we think or they're aliens yeah, or they're gods and goddesses that are just <laughs> or they're gods and goddesses. I don't know. Or they're or or they're aliens. Or they're aliens. I'm just gonna reiterate: everything <laughs> could be aliens. Um, I love aliens. Yeah. I think it's such a cool topic. It's gonna but, be a yeah, fun. I'm kind of I'm kind of kidding here, guys. Like, yeah, but you know, they could be. It's a possibility. That's the first possibility. They're real. Mm-hmm. We're I've shit talked for nothing. Um, two. They are just a supernatural scapegoat for us. There's something that we place the blame on. True. And we just needed something else to explain before we had ways to explain with science or before really trusting science, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the third, also kind of a scientific explanation, is it's a very intense uh, example of the placebo effect. <laughs> yep. And... <laughs> We think, and this is in particular with, like, um, magic and stuff like that, too. And I'm not going to say I'm immune here. Like, I'm someone who has 
a bunch of crystals and stuff. Right. And I'm not convinced that they're doing anything for me, but I'm not convinced that they're not. Right. And at the very... Like, the worst thing I think they could be is a very pretty placebo, and I have no problem with that. It's yeah. not like I've spent my life savings on crystals. I think they're very pretty, and if they're adding anything to my life, cool. If not, they're really pretty. Sure. But I think, you know, all, the, all these things that, like, I'm getting benefits from this, or these curses or something, it could just be kind of like a confirmation bias about yeah. what you think is happening. And that's really cool, too, though. Like, the placebo effect's amazing. The things that we can do because of what we are mm -hmm. is also really incredible. I don't know. Placebos, like, in particular, I have, I also find very interesting because, like, I, I know, like, one that people say is, like, say you're not really sick, right? But you keep telling yourself, mm -hmm. like, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. Your body will eventually start to believe it's actually yes. sick and will start exhibiting those kind of, like, sickness symptoms. Hypochondriacs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Basically, it's a whole big placebo, but it's your brain, you know? Or it's, like, um... I take, um, sleep gummies, like, which sound, they're not like a medication, they're all natural, which they do have things in them to, like, help me sleep, and I say, oh, well, this has worked better for me than anything else I've tried. Is it just a placebo at the end of the day? Am I just believing it works better for me? I mean, it works. I'm, I'm going to sleep. Yeah, I'm sleeping great. Becomes, <laughs> becomes a routine. I mean, there's things like that, you know, like melatonin obviously has an effect, but sometimes it's like a routine and you think yeah. it's happening and then you you calm down because of that mm -hmm. so it's kind of related to the fourth explanation mm -hmm. i guess it's a possibility because there's descriptions of fairies and things that are happening and right people say that they've seen it and i'm like did you see it or was there a hallucination or oh like psychosis, psychosis or something yeah. like that <laughs> and then once one person mentions it it might be like a monkey see monkey do and a confirmation from there about like yeah. oh i kind of see it and it kind of becomes this legend and over time so i think that's a possibility right um, the fifth, fifth explanation is probably not very satisfying, <laughs> but maybe there's a natural explanation for each and every phenomenon that comes along with these, with the fairies and stuff. Like for, it might just be you shaking your neck, <laughs> but there could be like, you know, there's one explanation for someone's potted plant falling over because their cat knocked it over, or maybe with the sock there's something different, or there's yeah. like... Each one could, it could be a sequence of things that we've kind of linked together. Yeah. Which leads me into this article that I read uh, by Benjamin Kuypers um, from the University of Michigan. And so I just, I want to ask you. Okay. You, you take the average person, um, probably less likely to believe in Faye, right? Yeah. What about electrons? Do most people believe in electrons? I would say yes. Yeah. Have they observed either of them? No. So why do the electrons have the credibility here? Right. That's a I have an answer. Well, that's because like we so. believe science backs it. Right. So right. the thing is, I was like, I couldn't answer that at first, but other than the fact that science backs it, but like I, I've never seen an electron. Yeah. But I believe that they're there, and that goes for any kind of like subatomic particle. Yeah. Um, we can't prove like with certainty that fairies don't exist. How how could you? How could you prove that? But the reason that we believe in electrons is we've collected so much data mm -hmm. and we've made so many observations that we know how they behave. And with that set of behaviors, we can make predictions. Right. And then we can observe and test those predictions. And that's the big thing. Yes. That we can, we have, we can predict what's going to happen. We have a set of rules. We can 
look and see what's going to happen. So we have this explanation that's accepted. As for fairies, mm -hmm. a naturally chaotic, unpredictable force, how could we ever have that set of predictions and able to prove that there's something there that we can't see? Right. Well, it's kind of like ghosts and like things right. like that. It goes for any of those supernatural kind of things. Yeah. So it, it's kind of you... They're trying to predict these like foreign minds, I guess, <laughs> that are also sentient. It's just not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Like we... It's hard to prove... It is, it is hard to prove anything supernatural or spiritual exists. Well, yeah, it's because but, it's above natural forces. Right. But it's also extremely difficult to disprove. So yes. they're kind of protected on that front of things, too. So it really just comes down to, we might not know. We might not ever know. I mean, and that's just, that's like, something thing. you have to accept. Because I feel like, as people, like, that's something we find hard to accept. Like, when we don't know something for a certain, we're like, well, No. They just can't be, but some things you're not meant to fully know and understand. And there's nothing wrong with not understanding it, which is against what we view as people. Like, we think we need to understand everything, but that's not true at all. Control. We want that sense of control. Right. And, and maybe that's where fairies came from in the first place, because we didn't, if we can't have the control, then we don't have to worry about the control. Right. And supernatural, like, overall, I just took an anthropology class based basically about supernatural things and supernatural is something completely out of our control right mm -hmm. so um when learning about this like we didn't particularly learn about fairies we learned about like ghosts and like other things but fairies do fall into that category of like i guess what you would say in an anthropological sense is like witchcraft but yeah <laughs> Magic. It's, it's, it's magic. magic. It's magic. Yeah, it's kind of like in this gray in between, but it's it's hard to come up with an explanation. I mean, for me, it's easy just to be like everything's real. I don't have to say anything about it. Everything's real. I can go my life. Everything's <laughs> real. I don't know. I kind of like feel as I'm getting a little bit older. I mean, I'm a good ripe age of 21, but as I'm getting older, I'm like, yeah, I'm like totally down just to believe these things are real. I mean. Who's to say they're not? We don't really have ev really hard evidence that it's not. It's like ghosts. Like, I, I definitely think we'll talk about ghosts later, but, like, there's, there's, like, some evidence, I say in air quotes, for ghosts existing, yet we still say they're not real. But is the evidence it's real? That, it's in that in-between, right? Right. Like, you don't know what's really leading to it, and I... I don't know if everything's real or if nothing's real. And even to a certain extent, believing in nothing is still a belief. It's still yeah. your belief. It's still, like, there was, in my reading, someone was saying, well, atheism is kind of a religion because you can't prove that there's nothing out there. You can't. True. So it's your belief. And I was like, that's that's weird. So, yeah. and I, I hopefully don't piss off any atheists, but if you're an atheist, I don't. We don't, we're not trying to be mean. <laughs> I really appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope that we aren't upsetting you by saying this, but it's still, it's a belief, it's, right? You, you're believing religion, in nothing. Any belief. Yeah. yeah. Any belief system. It's, it is a belief. And I welcome them all. <laughs> right. Yeah. We welcome all, everyone is welcome here, even the atheists. But like, yeah, it's like, you are truly believing in something. I mean, you're deciding to believe in nothing. Whereas I'm deciding to believe in everything. <laughs> like, yeah. there, there's our differences. In yeah. Because believing in everything, I'm like, oh, that's kind of terrifying. I don't know about that. But, like, yeah. It's a it's lot. Still, and, you know, 
these spiritual topics I'm sure will come up in these in these episodes and hopefully even for people you don't believe in them you can learn about the history of them and what people think about them that's what we're we're hoping um yeah. and next week I think we'll be moving a little bit away from the spiritual zone into a more scientific topic yes. of weird moon shit probably won't be the title um, <laughs> weird moon shit moon oddities perhaps <laughs> that's that's mine because there's a lot of really crazy interesting cool things about the moon and I'm sure we'll have some like some little theories in there that aren't completely like people are still figuring that out yeah that'll be more on the more on the science side and be like just it's uh crazy stuff that'll be a more ethan-centric episode by the way guys yeah so in case you guys just like haven't fully gone the gist i think we're closed off of the fate topic we don't have anything else you want to say right no i don't i don't i don't either okay um for anyone that potentially comes across this you know you know let us know your thoughts right i guess like i don't know how you'll let us know your thoughts but <laughs> follow or like the podcast i guess, I guess. yeah let us let us uh, get an idea but um i mean you can rate it i think after you've listened to it yeah so, you can yeah, rate you it can, you can let us know right and I'm, I'm sure production quality will increase we'll get gradually more organized yes but hopefully this was at least interesting to some people this was our first episode our first chaotic episode and i loved it i did too it was really fun to do this research um what was i gonna say um yeah so like in case you guys haven't gotten the gist yet every week we're gonna be alternating teacher student kind of thing so this week was my week um i started off uh with we're gonna do whatever topic interests us what we think is cool and we're gonna go from there you know Mm-hmm. I know we kind of said it in the intro. I just wanted to kind of reiterate here at the end. So if you made it to the end, congratulations! You got the, another piece of information that you wouldn't have had otherwise. <laughs> thank you. And thank you yes. for making it to the end. Thank you. Um, but I look forward to next week and doing this again. Yes. And I hope to see all of you there. Yes, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to what we think is cool. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>